Whiskey, November, Romeo, Papa. To all units, proceed to your post assignments. All units, proceed to your post assignments. Trial of Grievance. Star Commander, your incompetence wasted resources in this debacle you call the battle. I challenge you to a trial of grievance. Star Commander Lisa. You're listening to Wolfnet Radio, the show that allows you a combat patch. I'll be your host this evening, Matthew. I need a change of socks, Bloodbath Barons. Uh, as always tonight, regular co-hosts, Andrew O'Man, Middle Crawl. Good evening, guys. How's it going? Swell. And Luke, it'd be cool, but not here. Charles Gideon Dirks. Hey, everybody. Thomas, Mondays are crap. Or hasn't made a list in two months. Silent Sea Raven Kruger. Truth. And last but not least, Aaron, no can do, sad face. Coach Grohl. Everybody. Hopefully that lovely email ding didn't uh, come through, but it probably did. So apparently my uh, my uh, hellos come with a little musical background. So step up your game, guys. Ding. <laughs> I was I was gonna say good evening in Finnish or Swedish, but I was like, nope, I can't say that. We could try. I wonder if it'll come through. Let's see if it does. Good evening, Swedish. You guys hear that? Nope. Nope. Good. Good fell. Good fell. Wow. Good fell. It's pretty. It's spelled G O D space K V A with two dots above it. L L. Sounds like drop and drink. That that's that was a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, was I'm a, gonna need. I'm gonna need another consonant. Good fell. Good fell. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's automatic fail on my bad. Just my bad. Let it let it slash off the tongue. Just we'll just. Anyways, we got a great episode this evening. Uh, we'll be talking about some Catalyst tutorial stuff, uh, new releases, news, some Marata. Um, let's see what else. Events coming up. Sisters go go. Heat criticals. <laughs> Secret Santas. And pust possibly uh, busting some balls. So, um, here we go. Uh, news coming up in the community. Uh, Catalyst has some tutorial videos that are starting in the app. Anybody looked at those? I did watch them. Um, they weren't bad. I do like the fact that they're like two minutes long. You can find those on YouTube, right? Yeah. Uh, go to the Catalyst Game Labs YouTube channel. Um, they have two of them out. They're pretty short and sweet. Um, they didn't extend them. They're just like, this is what it does. This is what it it can do. Um, here's how you do it, and it's kind of a wham bam, thank you, ma'am, kind of a deal. Uh, I think they're nice. I think they're very self-explanatory. I I don't know if anyone was having trouble with figuring it out, but if there were people, this is a nice way to do it. So, hey, we've had people have trouble with 350 and 200 from the day we put the rules out. So it's yep. not and unheard of. Again, that's our bad for not putting out videos to step-by-step go through them. Um, that falls on me, and I am still trying to work through them. So we will get there. So the the idea of the app 
Like, I don't know. Am I just, am I old? I guess that's my question because I, I looked at the app and watched through the videos. And then I said, I kind of would rather just have my record sheet. Thank you. Like, am I like, because I'm not so hyper, like wanting to have it on a tablet. Does that just make me old? Nope. I'm right there with you. You're, right a bo- you're a little boomer, a little bit. Um, get with the times, you old man. But um, do you have a printer? Well, so I get the like. How awesome would it be? Now I know we talk a lot of Alpha Strike on our channel or our podcast stuff, and we don't I mean we kind of mean to, but we don't always. But like in this case, I think they're putting their eggs in the wrong basket. Like. How if so? you're playing, if you're playing classic, you want the record sheets. Like, yes, they're big and swiping from one to the other would I, I feel would get old. Maybe well, not, not only that, you can't hand it in to the judges or anything. You have to right. That's oh, you put your thing. password back in. Like, oh, I can't get. Oh, I brought. Oh, uh, it's on the ground and it's smashed. Whoops. That's the thing I don't like either. Is is you can't you can't see the sheets. And I, I hate to say it, but classic, I've had way too many people not marking the right amount of damage or marking it in the wrong place where when you watch them marking the sheet, you go, Hey, wait a minute. No, I said, I said left arm, not left torso, or, Hey, it was the other arm or the other leg. Now, because it's on this tablet, I can't we lose social the, the social aspect of the game right i i and i don't trust it i mean people i've played with enough people and good friends that you we've all made the same mistake together as well where i'm marking yeah. the wrong thing on the sheet and now with the app i don't have a way to to help an individual do that and for me it could potentially bring up disagreements and arguments because in my head i'm mentally keeping track of where things are being hit and all of a sudden i go well the arm's supposed to be gone and it's not according to your record sheet well where'd we fuck up and now we don't have a way to figure that out it's your other left arm my 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 soap my my first soapbox for the night well and plus you know most you don't really have an outlet so close to the table to plug in. Oh, I'm out of battery. It, yeah. oh it, my al- God. Allows, it allows much other pauses in the game or distractions. I'd lose my shit if that happened. <laughs> oh my it's, God. it's really hard to hack a piece of paper. Yes, I just marked off my second AC20 shot. Especially if you were like, no! doing, a, if you were doing like a blood name turner or something like that. No. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm running out of battery. I'm like, you better fucking find something. And all of a sudden, it goes dead. I left my charger at my hotel. Hey, nah. here's the deal: your battery, your thing goes dead. I win. Just end of story. Default. Yeah, default. I, you I would say that. Shut down. <laughs> and so half of me can agree why this is for for uh, classic is because classic is meant to be played with like literally one record sheet, right? You're this mech, but a lot of people play classic with more than one mech and i've had it i've downloaded it i've played it out it's okay um it's it's 
Catalyst's first attempt at an app, which, hey, their first attempt is better than most other people's first attempt, I guess. If you were going to, I mean, personally, me, if you were going to make an app for Battletech, make the, uh, the two hit numbers, the charts, the, a virtual set of dice or something like that, do that. Don't have your record sheet. Do do something that for a new player, it's like, okay, I did this, I did this, and I did this. And like, there's your target. You know, you know what would be a really good app, I think, would be, I, I think you guys have seen, but they have that quote-unquote battle tech two-hit computer where it's a sheet that you can put magnets on to say, to calculate your two-hit. I think that would have been a great first app to, to, as Aaron just said, to get new players accustomed to how to calculate your two hit and that kind of thing. That would have been a spectacular way to get not only a way to play the game faster, but also make all the charts available and oh. searchable lookup, that kind of thing. That would be, that would have been spectacular. You know what would be bomb fucking diggity of an app? Ooh. Is like if you could highlight what weapons your mech has, and then so down here it's got all your all your weapons, and then you say I did this, this, this. My opponent did this, this, and then in each weapon it gives you if you can fire it within that range and what the two hit would be. That would be cool. But I, I, doesn't the app have that though? Probably. I, I could have sworn it did. But <laughs> I, I so okay. Well, here's here's my. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started this whole thing with going, am I old? And then you guys were all like, oh, I hate technology. So thank you for that. No, but I, I wonder, uh, and this is just me speculating because I noticed there's a big difference between the way people play on the table and the way they play Mega Mech. Um, because Mega Mech does all the calculating. You like, Oh, that guy moved. They don't stop and go, okay, how far did he move? And, you know, do those calculations before the, making their own decisions. They just kind of off the cuff make their decisions. So I like, I, I wonder if people using the app would kind of fall into that same pit of instead of making optimal choices, making more abstract tactical decisions, if that makes any sense. Um, because right, it, it, it says I can only do this. So that's all my, my only option. Right, right. Instead of instead of before making the decision, saying, "Hey, you know what? If I go after if I go after that wraith that jumped seven, if I get closer to him, that's going to do me no good because I'm already going to be missing. I should really make the decision to go after the atlas that barely moved because I can hit him. But they aren't making those calculations ahead of time, so then they're they're getting you know maybe they're getting themselves into less than optimal situations, but. I I think they call that being uh, reactive instead of proactive, preemptive. Okay, yeah. so no. I may have just lied when I said I did download the app. I think I downloaded <laughs> something else. I don't think this thing's out for Android. Um, does it have it, some underwear it, that's it, lace? It is. It... it is, but you have to have the latest Android. Does it have a Natasha Christie body pillow on it? No. Okay, so hold hold on. This is an actual problem because, I mean, I have an S nine. It's a year and a half old. Yeah, I had, when I had when they were asking for beta testers, I sent in and said, "Hey, I've got this, that, and 
you know, these three different versions of Android for tablets, because I got older tablets that I carry all the rule books on and that kind of thing with, but I was told that they won't be um, supported. So if you don't have like uh, Android, I freak, I won't say what version because I haven't looked it up because I'm quite frankly not all that interested in the app. But yes, uh, to piggyback know, that, yeah, when Mech, Mech Factory came out for phones as well, someone would say, "Oh, I love that uh, application on my phone. I I use it as my like quick reference, and then I go deep diving into the other things." And then some users would say, "I can't get it. I don't have the right phone." And that's a big drawback. If you make an application, make it go to every everything across the board. Seriously. That's really if you, from if the software world, though. That's really hard to do. Damn it. Well, I just went on Google Play to try to download it, and it doesn't even show up. So I don't know how much time we should devote to this because I feel like this is they put the videos out and they're cool. Uh, I think they did a good job, but if I can't download it right now, what's the point? Yeah, good point. I mean, it looks like it's only for Apple right now, according to the videos. Well, fuck. And maybe it's just in beta, or <laughs> well, I mean, beta uh, according to the uh, uh, the email release, because uh, it was supposed to go live, I believe, on Black Friday. So, um, oh, so you're supposed to be able to download it and uh, do the uh, premium buy-in, because. Um, my understanding is the app itself is free. Um, and then for like 10 bucks, you be, you can become a veteran um, and then get all the updates as they come out and stuff for free. But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe there's just uh, some uh, distribution issues. It's hard to say. Okay. Well, I'm watching the video as I speak and it, it does look like, okay, you can plug in all this other stuff. It's got an aim, uh, fire, melee, uh select target it it looks like it's doing but i just don't know if they need to have the the armor diagram like i feel like this would be a great app if it was just you know the left side of the box not the armor and all this other stuff but maybe that's just me when i i guess that's one uh one of the things that i thought was interesting in i guess design choice is having it accessible to all the different charts but it doesn't calculate the charts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so instead of it being okay roll uh roll for missile cluster and here's how many hit and then you roll those and you put in your damage or whatever you pull up the chart as a, as like a PDF inside <laughs> the inside the app, and then go okay. So now I can figure out the chart myself, and I I, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like it gets it gets you like three quarters of the way there, but yep. not not quite all the way. That's that's what I'm looking at too. It's, it's like here's the location charts, and I'm like, no, just tell me. Just you can do it. <laughs> it's technology. Uh, yeah, they're just showing you the the tables, and you're like, well, I still have to look it up, so I might as well just buy the book. Ta-da! So, <laughs> Which leads into our next... Uh, I'm going to go with they're on the right depths, but it's it's a ways away from probably being a finished product, one that I would probably use. It leads into our next uh, tangent of uh, <clears throat> restocking. 
the Catalyst Oof. store for holiday shopping. And everybody loves full shelves, right? <laughs> right? Oh, I'm always a day late and a dollar short on the website. They didn't stay stocked for very long. <laughs> no, they don't, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, that that's great. It's just that sucks. <laughs> I can't get with that. I can't get a couple more fire lances, man. Fire stars, fire stars. <laughs> you look at it, you open your wallet, you look back, and poof, it's gone. <laughs> open, close. Oh. It was fun. Just a little sure. tip for everybody: always have your information like on that autosave thing, where you just type your name in and like poof, it, there it is. It fills it all in. You just hit buy because. Battletech's hot right now, and it's it's awesome. But at the same time, it's just like, oh my goodness! I've I've started to do that myself, where it's like, I should just go ahead and put it in my cart, and then I'll think about if I really need it. Now, <laughs> the other question that comes up is: Is this actual people doing it, or are they the 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 professional eBayers kind of a thing, where oh. they? They know how to scalp and do all this stuff, and they've they sniff it out and they just just buy everything, and then they resell it on eBay. That as quickly as it sold out, like I can see how it was all regular BattleTech people, but at the same time, I'm kind of suspicious that it's like they're seeing the numbers on eBay where it's like a lance pack is going for seventy dollars or something like that. I'm like, yeah, there's a good payday there. So yeah, if, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think that that's, it's kind of, that's going to be short lived. I mean, as long as C catalyst keeps doing what they've been doing with getting their restocks done, it, I, I, I guess I feel like the margin there's got to be getting smaller and, and smaller. The, uh, well, kind of on a, another tangent off that I, uh, noticed that there was some conversation about, uh, no one has sold a physical copy of tomorrow rising apparently like people have been keeping an eye on ebay for it and nobody's found it so hmm. um so kudos to all of you who have really? a copy of tomorrow rising and are not uh not trying to flip it that's no we bought six. <laughs> we bought, aaron bought six of them didn't he <laughs> seven of them well, well, I guess I, yeah. I, but, but between us, we we if we have, I don't know. I I guess that kind of makes a significant percentage, even if it's only like three percent of them. We have we have three percent of all the tomorrowizing. I don't know why you would resell it. It's such a good book. Which, I, uh, yeah, it is. I was I wasn't in such of a hurry, so I I actually gave mine away. Kudos to you, but I could wait. I do feel bad because I'm like, oh, I thought that would be out by now, but. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, everybody. I mean, uh, yeah. I was told there was not supposed to be a Gen Con exclusive, and that kind of sounds like it was a Gen Con exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> leading that way. Yeah. Good job, no, good I, job Mule. When I've uh, been, uh, I read the initial parts, the Kelhound parts, um, and I've been kind of putting off reading the rest be, until. Uh, kind of everybody else in the community has it because it's it, it's like oh I I get to read all this stuff and then not talk about it because yeah uh, what, what, so what's the point of reading it yeah like we're, we're waiting to do a deep dive out of it. yeah waiting yeah when it. when I like I said before too I I am sure because only parts of it fall into kind of my uh, my realm of well. I, only parts 
expertise, so to speak. <laughs> um, so I know that like I, I started reading some of the, the Steiner stuff in there and I'm like, I know I'm missing like tons of references because I, <laughs> I, I got tons of references in the Kel Hound section. And then I started like reading it and I'm like, I know that there's more stuff here and I'm just not seeing it. So I should probably wait until I can talk to people who understand all these references and can explain them to me. So that way I can appreciate them more, but that's why I love this book is because you had to read it from beginning to end in order. You couldn't just like snippet little pieces here and there. It was so well written from beginning to end that if you just fast forward, you're, you're not going to know what's going on. So that's why I like the way they did this book. It, it was kind of like a novel, but it was a source book. So I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm really hoping everyone can get their hands on it here soon. So, so speaking yeah. of your your realm of um, in depth researching for the Calhouns, when are you going to start a Calhouns list? When are you going to start a Calhouns podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, what? No, well, the uh, so the, <laughs> the idea of a Kellhounds uh, 350 list is that is going to be my ultimate, my my, my ultimate form. Um, so every other list up until then is going to be me experimenting with stuff I like, uh, trying one. out different. Yeah, th- that that's going to be the one of like that's your end game. I, yeah, I want to break this one out all the time because it's the most fun to play. So I need to make sure I know what. I enjoy the most before I, before I get there. So I, I got a list of like 50 mechs and 40 vehicles <laughs> and all sorts of, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what era I want to do all of them. Maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, <laughs> right now sitting on my three, I feel like I've already, I already got plenty right now to experiment with. What three are you sitting on? Uh, Republic of the Sphere, uh, Dark Age, or it's, uh, it's late, Re- late Republic, Republic of the Sphere, um, Civil War era, Grey Death, and Jihad era, Wolves in Exile. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. solid, solid era and factions. And yeah. that, ladies, that, ladies and gentlemen, is specific. I like that, specific. So since we have um, stuff quite not on the shelves, how about things that we don't have to worry about the shelf with, like the new rec guide? 21. If you yeah. like Ghost Bear, go get rec guide 21. Man, I have a theory good. on this. I have a weird theory on this. I have an alternate theory on this as well. Good. So you want me to go first? So, Rec Guide 21 has a lot of Ghost Bear Max coming out. Why the buildup sitting on the perimeter? Is is Ghost Bear going to come down off the fence with all these buildups? They have to. I think they're happy at home, but I, I think they're tired of watching the the show. They're like a giant hammer on a pendulum. They're just like waiting I mean, look, to look, come down. I mean, some of these mechs they're coming up with is, is uh, you know, jump strong stuff. Uh, C3I, uh, a lot of physical attack, claws and stuff. That's that's learning tactics and strategies, long term, kind of slow, like any other 
ghost bear things, but they're picking pieces and bits from different groups they've destroyed or they plan to. I'm, I'm kind of wondering how in this new mercenary era of, of, of uh, lore, what the ghost bears are going to do with these new mechs. Well, you build a big enough wall and you hide behind it. Like you can peer with your little goggles, AKA ghost bear watch and spies, stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's easy to be like, Oh, that's what's going on now. That's what's going on. Let's implement that behind our wall and build the best version of that. But they have to be building for a reason, right? I mean, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to pick and choose the best toys of the current era and then not do anything with it. So, yeah, I I expect a full on bear onslaught in the years to come. In, in and lore. I wonder if I wonder if the Draconis Combine is going to get in there, too, because they've been they've been moving, but not a lot. Well, Combine's a mess right now. Anyway, right. they're stretched like out other... so far. My theory is that uh, I announced that I was making a Ghost Bears 350 and Catalyst just like, ha let's fuck with Coach and uh, put out all this new stuff when he's already figured out his list. That's my thought. That seems more coincidental. Right? Doesn't That, that makes more sense to me anyway. Well, I think yeah. the, rest, the rest of the fans are going to stick with my thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not really uh, terribly excited for a uh, Ghost Bear slash Wrestlehag V Combine 3.0. I feel like that's, oh. that's been done, but I, I guess I, as long as they're doing something. Um, but getting back to the rec guide, I, I thought the Contio, the con, well, one, the Contio is totally my kind of mech. It's a medium yeah. mech. It's, it, it moves quick. It's energy based. And it also comes with the triple strength Mimer mini game, which is, you know, one of my favorite mini games to play. Pause. <laughs> How do I get to nine heat? That's, that's, that's the TSM mini game. Game within the game. I want to land exactly at that. And uh, then it removes heads. That's like it is like unreal in how optimized it is for that. Um, granted, it's still a 40 ton mech, it only has so much armor. Um, you know, but man, when you got a 40 tonner that gets two swipes at your head, uh, that's scary. Um, I, I've taken it out a couple times in Mega Mech, both times I get a crit to the shoulder immediately so I can only swing with one arm, but it's still, still a lot of fun. But going back to what you were talking about, Matt, cause it, it runs around with stealth armor. Um, you know, it, so it, it's picking up, like you said, the, the bears are picking up different ideas from different places. And even if they're saying, I don't know about this, like the Contio, they're like, uh, maybe this is a two inner sphere for us. They're trying it. They're, they're, you know, they're giving it the old college try and seeing how it works. But um, but yeah, I wonder if they would pair that with like the, uh, the Kuma who just carries battle fists and jumps a really long ways, you know, having a heavy 60 ton mech tied in with this guy as support to just run up and just beat someone to death. If only it was ex- not experimental. Well, that'll come in time as it degrades and, you know, the tech and era stuff like that. I think that we are all forgetting about the best mech uh, in that wreck guide. And giving a shout out to Eden was that Hunchback C. That thing will be a lot of fun. 
yeah, oh, yeah. The, the, the hunchback that every hunchback wants to become when it grows up it's it's yeah. moving 690 and it's carrying plenty of ammo and it's ultra ac20 with two medium pulse and an extended range small yeah that thing that thing's good it's got four tons of ammo i and love I'm, I'm... the retrograde inner sphere clan technology max i love those things the c bottles and this is right up my alley too and he's gonna love that i kind of dig the ostrich uh, 6r too yeah granted it's an inner sphere xl but i like seeing the the ostrock the ost series um coming back and that one should be a, a decent decent fun mech to play too yeah a heavy mech running 690 with two extended large lasers and two extended mediums with a streak four good times right on with the with the heat sinks to to play. boot yeah when and of course the uh the regent was also in rec guide 21 the uh uh well, what do you say davy and omni <laughs> i uh, like the regent I, I well what's the which is the uh config that everybody's talking about the a with the erppcs and capacitor it, it's like a super yes. awesome yeah, it's the A with 350 movement, uh, three extended range PPCs with capacitors, TCOM, extended range medium. I just like the, um, what was it, two nips and a cigar <laughs> uh, uh, comment the other day. It's nothing like uh, nipple PPCs and a cigar. <laughs> I was like, yes. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very much that an awesome and a Hopman had a baby. And mm-hmm. that's the regent. I mean, that's totally what it looks like, which I'm not against. I, I kind of no. like that, uh, that development, it, as long as you don't go as far as what is it? The gauntlet, which is basically a bushwhacker, but they never say that it's basically a, an Omni yeah. bushwhacker. Like <laughs> if you can connect the two in the lore, then it makes sense to me and I appreciate it. But would you guys, would you guys think of the, the upgrade and I'll use air quotes on upgrade of the Cyclops. Very nice. I mean, gauze rifle, streak four, two mediums, and a streak LRM-10. That's nice. It's is, Does it have heavy armor with the four, hardened armor with it the four five zero? Yeah. It has, hard, it has hardened armor on it as well. So I that's, think that's going to be a beast. That's a tank. Yeah. It'll, it'll suck for a piloting, <clears throat> piloting role, but oh well. I mean, if, if you're going to have plenty of armor for a PSR, it's one or the other, it's fine. Uh, last thought on the Regent, uh, if you're going with uh, Alpha Strike, the C is pretty awesome for 50 points. Um, five, 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 move six, and you get the Flak 322. Very, very nice. There is no awesome on this. <laughs> There's no awesome. Very Turkina of you to point that out. <laughs> very Turkina. Thank you. <laughs> Where is that? Cyclops, there it is. Oh yeah, she a beefy boy now. Wow, crit resistant. Yeah, that comes from the hardened armor. Yeah, and looking at uh, the the Contio, I, I I feel like it loses something in the conversion to Alpha Strike because again, you get two swipes that are head removers uh, in Classic, where you don't get that in uh, Alpha Strike. You you run into the. Uh, what do I say that 
the classic problem in Alpha Strike where you have a melee mech that does as much damage with its specialized melee attack as it does short range anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you get the benefit of if you get in base to base, you can force them, you know, you get to hit them as hard as you possibly ever could, and they don't probably get to hit you as hard back. But, um, but I mean, 50, for 50, 50 yeah, two. not Damn. cheap. But that's what yeah. that's what happens when you get three TMM. You pay you pay the tax. It's it's, it's all that technology of the triple strength myomer, the supercharger, the no, it's the TCM. It's the movement. I mean, it does eighteen yeah. inches and has five armor. Yeah, and then it also I, has stealth. Yeah, it's all I'm the gonna, technology. I'm gonna totally one up Gideon here. Uh, the Contio is a Finnish state owned icebreaker. Built by the, can't pronounce that, Helsinki Shipyard in 1987 as a replacement for the aging Karu-class icebreakers. Dun, Isn't dun, that dun. interesting? Hmm. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Now we know where it's coming from. Nice, cute little egg. Look at there. The more you know, right? The more the m- you know. No. Are those are those navy oh, the Contio is supposed to overtake the Karu. Very interesting. Warp, you know. warp silt. Wow, I can't even. Nope, that's that's got too many dots above A's. <laughs> what, what what navy is that in? The Finnish, Finland. is It is an icebreaker. Name the Contio. Very cool. We're on to you, Catalyst. <laughs> That's kind of neat. Well, they also both mean bear, so. Oh, but mine's more fun. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Karhu and Kandio both mean bear, so or like different, yeah. So it, yeah. it's cool that that there it's yeah. There's precedent in the world that they're using those already. You yeah. say potato, he says potato peeler. <clears throat> you say Karu, I say Kandio. <laughs> I don't know, the, the Arctic Cheetah Eye looks pretty nice. I mean, it has HT111, only 30 points. Moves 16. Oh, shit. Uh, it's jump week one, though. That doesn't matter. It kind of does. Takes away some of your t- TMM. Either way. Yeah, yay uh, for Rec- plasma cannons. Wreck Guide Flamer. 21 was full of fun stuff. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it was a, a nice cherry on the top for the last couple because they had the, what, Rymotter and the Mastodon mm-hmm. uh, for Ghost Bear Omnis, and now they have yes. a, a yes. second line one. So, yes. Yeah, I, I feel like this is leading up to something happening with Ghost Bear. Rawr. Call me Rawr. crazy, but. Well, and, and I guess in, in my mind, too, looking at how much like distribution stuff got ha, has been uh hampered because of you know like shipping and all of that stuff it really makes you wonder like where had the kickstarter not run into you know pandemic and shutdowns and shipping containers and all of that where would like when would that have dropped in the timeline of the fiction like, would we have been getting that stuff about the time of Hour of the Wolf and we'd be now pushing on into the next piece, but we can't because, you know, because production delays. I, I don't know. The, the would, mind swirls. Would, so you're, you're saying possibly it would have further 
drawn us in that the ghost bears were going to cross the line and not sit on the fence. And then like, fooled you. Well, I mean, I, I just wonder, right? Because the original yeah. goal for tomorrow rising was going to be October, uh, for wider widespread release. So it, you know, like I, I have no idea, but the, the thought I can't shake it in the back of my head of would we be on to empire alone if these other delays hadn't happened, you know, like, yeah, you can't just have it all release at once, you know, like, but would we be at a point where empire alone, it would be looking at coming out, but because Tamar got pushed back, then it pushes everything else back, you know? So like our, because I feel like the rec guides are one of the few, um, areas where catalyst has been really consistent up until black Friday when they didn't drop one which makes me very sad. Oh, um, but they've done a really good job of getting rec guides out when, you know, every other week when they said they are and all of that. So, so it makes me wonder like what product, you know, two years ago, three years ago, were they thinking, Oh, this will be dropping about the same time as whatever, you know, it just makes me wonder. Yep. And what it got in the way this time. Yeah. No, I, I, I always think of, uh, uh, Ray and I just like man Ray <laughs> with all this stuff going on in the world I feel for you bro hang in there <laughs> further coming up uh, with the Wolf's Dragoons Kickstarter pack do you think we'll see that in the store soon if we're seeing some shipping notifications now that was a good question you brought up earlier Aaron yeah um we're noticing that, I mean, some people even have it in hand right now. Right on. I've seen some videos and, and some pictures and stuff like that. Um, and I guess I guess we never really answered the question, is Barnes & Noble going to have this in store? I was going to run out this weekend and ask. And you would, just, yeah, I was I too. You would think that if Barnes & Noble, this is an exclusive Barnes & Noble product, that they're going to want to put it in the store. I mean... They're just not going to do this for pre-orders alone. So I can imagine that they probably were like, oh, shit. I mean, if they're going to do an exclusive anyway, they know it's going to sell a lot. And it's now a bestseller just with pre-orders. Right. So maybe even their analytics or whatever way past what they thought it was going to be. But I've got to imagine that they've got... They've got... uh, boxes to go in store i mean otherwise why would you do it i mean you want to put it on the shelves and have people see battletech catalyst wolf's dragoons you know that's that's something that i think that they're, they're going to want in the stores but and that will lead them to other you know similar that's, products that's, on the shelf too hey yeah, here's a black set here's another one. Oh, i yeah. can get all these there's other ones too next to yeah. it Woo! That's, that's what I'm excited for is, is yes. that if this does as well as what we think it is, um, what other avenues is that potentially going to open up? I mean, you got a major retailer that sponsored a, a special. And they could say, hey, come into this. the store, get your get your latte macchiato, pick up, <laughs> pick up your favorite Battletech book that's on the shelf as well. And hey, here's... Here's an exclusive for you. Plus, here's another starter box and yeah. a beginner box. Whoa! I did happen to go to a game store in St. Louis. Uh, 
shout out to Game Night and uh, the Afton St. Louis area. Um, I browsed and saw that they did have a Battletech section, and it was looked like it was picked clean. <laughs> there was maps and some dice and some uh, of the cards, but you could tell that they had boxes and stuff like that. So um, that's that was a good sight to see that they the, had a the whole source. they had the a whole source like, that way too. They had a whole like shelf dedicated Battletech, and it was it was awfully empty. <laughs> so, yay us, I guess. But yeah, if it, if it gets into Barnes and Noble, then Katie bar the door. It's going to be new players galore, which is awesome. Turkina, mm-hmm. Turkina. <laughs> <Jerkina! laughs> uh, well, and, and and I guess my my uh, question on that is is Barnes and Noble going to run into kind of the same problem that CGL has is just getting enough to be able to get ahead to get stuff on the shelf you know like uh, CGL's been running into the problem of they can stock barely you know like they can stock their own online store but keeping up with the demand from all the you know FLGS's and everything like that it it's a lot and it's a, it lot, a lot all at once so I mean Barnes and Noble's a lot bigger, you know. They got a lot of a lot of money to throw around at this stuff. Maybe they won't run into the problem. But uh oh, we've brought that we've brought that issue up. You know, that concern of, of supply chain and, and keeping it on the shelf and um you know, that's to be honest, that is an argument that I continually hear um, especially with the the guys in Florida with the upcoming heat level critical event there on allowing and disallowing 3d prints and the thing that always comes up is that well i can't get the product i can't get these mechs so you should allow 3d printing and you know we you look at it from their point of view in in a certain respect it you can see why they're saying what they're saying um, yeah, you but, can understand why they're frustrated. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which is, you know, I mean, that's a good thing. And the, the problem is, is that I don't think there's an easy or quick solution for that, unfortunately. And that is part of the, you know, it's just another avenue of people finding an acceptable reason to 3D print models. And I'm I'm to the point I've gotten to the point of um, <clears throat> having this conversation over and over and over again is you know we've we've made a decision um, that we want to support the IP and I'm not going to apologize for that nor should anyone for that matter uh, you are allowed to play the game however you feel um, but if we're holding an event. The conversation isn't going to, you have nothing that you're going to say that's going to change the conversation of, oh, well, that point makes all the sense in the world. So we're going to allow 3D prints now. Um, does that make us bad people? I'm sure in some people's eyes, it, it, it definitely does because we're the evil 40K overlord subject, whatever you want to, 30 words you want to throw. Um, that that opens that door for, for 3D printing. And I, 
what what do you continue to say is you know they're they're doing the best they can and you know everyone's having a problem hell i can't get you know my dark roast decaf coffee at the grocery store because it's always they can't fill it up so um what's the answer i don't know i mean we've we've floated around the idea of getting um you know some 3d printers you know buy a license to produce miniatures and sell them to to get around this supply chain issue and i you know i know from different conversations that tops and ie then catalyst are are very leery of 3d printing and rightfully so once those once those stls get out i mean they're buying miniatures all of a sudden doesn't happen right then what's the reason for putting out new miniatures you're not going to make any money on it you know you it costs it costs catalyst 500 to 800 dollars to have somebody 3d model a mech and then they got to turn around and sell it and well, if you're only if you're only buying the stl once at 25 dollars, for instance and i'm printing 90 of them <laughs> how much lost revenue is that and i mean not to open pandora's box here but there is a business model there oh absolutely where you're charging enough per stl where it's like not your average joe is going to get it you can you can key stls or you can ip there's some sort of technology that you can be like, this machine is only allowed to see this STL kind of a thing. And you charge four grand per STL. Like you're not going to have your average Joe do that. You're going to have third market people going like, I'll pay that because they're going to, but, but but you're saying then though too, that with that third party license at a thousand dollars an STL, they're allowed to sell miniatures on a website or web page for X number. Correct. And of course you're going to have to like sign document. I mean, you're going to have to be accredited and tops is going to be able to dip into your financials whenever the hell they want to. Um, But I mean, we're right now relying on China and there are, I would say there's plenty of people around here that would pay that STL license because the the profit there is there. Now, I is don't, that, I don't is disagree. A, is that a route to go? I mean, just just eliminate China altogether and have five or six 3D print companies in whatever. I mean, again, it's Pandora's box. You open the box. I'm like, oh, my God, what, what can happen here? Quality control. Uh, shipping, all this other stuff, what happens there. I'm saying it's a possibility. Uh, the, the STL license would have to be astronomical to root out everyone else. And then, you know, if you have an STL file and you send it to this person, they ever find that STL file on somebody else's computer, lawsuits galore, you're going to get taken to the cleaners kind of a thing. But me thinking outside of the box, feels like there's a way that this can be done but oh my god then you're then you're giving the middle finger to your, all your china uh 
producers and blah blah blah. Well, and then you don't necessarily it, have to. You don't have I, to give a finger right. to China. I mean, mm. they're they're going to continue to produce the force packs and and the the printing. Yeah. And everything else exactly the way that it is, but people are going to have the opportunity while the stock and everything is is difficult to acquire the miniatures that people want. I mean, uh, Derek at Aries Games and Miniatures resells a whole bunch of stuff from Hardware Studios. Mm. There's no reason why he couldn't do the same thing for right. 3D printed um, resin right. models from a, a said person and whatever they work out, right? I mean, <laughs> guy sells them to Derek for $3 a model and he sells them for $7 a model or whatever. I mean, to um, me, as, I, as a business person, you're selling a file that you paid somebody to make, right? You paid somebody to do it, but you're not taking any of the risk, right? They're they're doing the 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 material cost, the labor cost, the machine cost. All they're doing is buying a license from you that's a monthly license. And I've I've to me that seems like an instant moneymaker for Catalyst. And Catalyst and Tops really and need tops. To, sorry to go they, to the they top. Need to, yeah. <laughs> they, they need to get with they need to get with the technology times and right. start understanding the power of technology and how to leverage it better to deliver the message and deliver product. But um, to weave back into the original argument, your argument is that I can't get the product right now, like. What happens if product is readily available two years from now? We're running tournaments. We're like, well, it wasn't at my local game store. I'm like, well, that's not an excuse. Like, you can get it from here or there. Like, where does well, the door open wide enough to where we're like? And I and I had once, some. Once I, you open the I door, had a, you really can't close it. Yeah, I had the. I've had conversations with guys saying, "Well, I've got an army 3D printed already," and I'm like, "Yep." But I can't get them from my from my local store. And I'm like, have you checked out Ares? Have you checked out Fortress? Have you checked out IWM? You can buy these miniatures. Well, I don't paint metal. Hey, look. That's I, a choice. That's 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 a that's, that's a choice. choice. And now you're making yeah. a choice on whether and you want to participate or not. It's not for me to decide. The yeah. miniatures are available. They're out there. If you want to play, you'll figure it out. Yep. It's not, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, you, you you are a special case, so you can you know bring your 3D printed models. No, I want to promote Battletech. To do that, I need to ensure that they're a viable company. And by requiring valid miniatures at a premier event, we're doing our part to ensure that the game continues and i won't apologize for that anymore i'm not going to even have the conversation look and i i'm happy you i'm happy you have the morals and values that you do i have mine what you say is never going to change how i feel you're better off to stay home sorry and again guys this is only for premier tournaments so this is like for for casual tournaments for pickup games for all this stuff Use whatever the hell you want to use. This is just for a premier level tournament, and and a premier level is there for 
leveling out the playing field so everyone has the same opportunities. Now, you're saying, well, this guy has a Kodiak and I can't buy one. Well, the glory thing about Alpha Strike is there's pretty much the exact same mech in another very, you know, in another chassis variant, blah, 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 that basically does the same thing just because it doesn't look like a Kodiak. <laughs> I mean, go get a Warhawk. Hey, the, the Florida guys even came up with, uh, I want to use the cardboard standees. They're officially produced. They're officially like, produced. Whoop, whoop. Guys, guys. It's got three colors can on you it. Use, can you use cardboard <laughs> standees in an X-Wing tournament? Can you use cardboard standees in a 40K tournament? In Age of Sigmar? Um, name a tournament where they allow you to use cardboard standees. As long as it's officially licensed product, you can use it. So you're saying a person can come to a premiere event with with cardboard standees? I'm I'm hearing crickets right now. I, that was a direct question there, um, Aaron. I'm gonna. I go. said no. You I said, said no. no. I said no. The whole point of a premiere event is to promote the game, and that means great looking models, great looking tables, and having people around playing and having a good time. You want to correct me? No, no. You're you're right. Um, that was the whole point of having a premiere well, event. One in the rules, it's it's a miniature. It has to be a miniature. It can't be a cardboard stand. It's in the it's in the rules. So, since we're playing three D rules, exactly, have a three D miniature on the board. Hey, I'm, for those who are who are screaming at the oh my god, you're game workshopping this thing. Like, no, we're not <laughs> game workshop. Not in the least, way worse <laughs> than what we're doing. Um. We're just trying to make it work continuously. Yeah, it's an alpha. It's alpha strike. So, believe me, if if you guys are dead set on using this mech, like you can find something that has around the same stats, around the same roll, movement, damage. You can find that mech. There's enough. <laughs> there's over ten thousand well, mechs out there. Somebody came to and said, "Well, I want to use an iron cheetah." I'm like. Well, there's not an official miniature for it, so I guess you get to use a dire wolf. <laughs> hey, and we have that rule in there. If there's not an Proxy. official model, you got to find something that's close to it, height-wise, and that's fine. Our our goal here is to promote BattleTech, not promote your 3D printing setup. All right, and so, I know that pisses uh, people off, but. but well, be- before we, we we move on to the next topic, because oh, off of the wolf, no, 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 this is totally not on the three D printing stuff. Um, <laughs> sticking to the wolf dragoons, uh, uh, force pack, they this is a first time, to my knowledge, that there are two variants in that box that do not exist on the MUL. Woo! It's the first release. Yeah. So. It's that's interesting. Um, the that's two I think door. are the uh, Blackjack C and the Archer C two are included cards in that box, and, and have they do not exist up. anywhere. So we got to well, catch the, up to the box set. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, the, well, that's the interesting part because because Damn. the MUL the MUL operates off of record sheets. These units have never been released, but there's Alpha Strike cards. So, what are they? 
I don't know. Because that Archer C2, it's throwing seven seven damage at short and medium range. Pretty I freaking mean, awesome back. Yeah. Well, and only in direct fire too. So it's what, not allowed. What, what are you throwing? It's well, not that, allowed. That, brings up, that brings up other fun questions too. Like, can I come to tournament with that tops released card? Yes. It's not on the MUL. We, we made the rules. This has to be on the MUL. So now MUL. there's another conflict. <laughs> I don't, there's not a I conflict. don't see a conflict. It's well, not on the MUL. Not, not a conflict for us, more of a conflict for CGL right. to yes. figure out, okay, now, now that those are released in the pack, do we, how do we release them as a, uh, as a record sheet? So then we can put them on the MUL or do we just skip that and go to the MUL and put them down probably um, <laughs> without out. record sheets, which they've, they, you know, like that would be a change in policy, you know, one way or another there. So it, it's interesting. Um, and, and I, I would assume that, you know, judging by the art on the box or on those cards, they're all Wolf's Dragoons, uh, painted. So, or I, I mean, to me, to my casual glance, they all look Wolf's Dragoons, um, painted. So are they all like Wolf's Dragoons unique? Are they, you know, like what faction are they going to belong to? Who knows? All these questions exist because it's not on the MUL. It's it's well, an interesting time we live in, and we appreciate you bringing up that you heard it first here, folks. That's that's what we're here for. Hopefully, CGL is listening. So, <laughs> Where, does, hey, does anybody have a link or do they have a snapshot of the card? I haven't seen it. It's on general chat. Oh, and Discord. Thank you. Well, can we move along to the uh, major errata from? commander's edition now so while you're all searching <laughs> general chat and just while we're all hot and bothered <laughs> so if anyone didn't know okay when did this errata drop just again because october 11th 4.1 and how did we miss this then maybe yeah, i don't know it was a while ago they don't have us on their email. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Something. I found. I found it. I found it because um, Raymond White posted it on the yep. Indiana, Indiana Alpha Strike group, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I slid him a message real quick and said, "Hey, you should really post that on WNRP because I don't want to steal your thunder." And mm. then. <laughs> Then conversation ensued. <laughs> yeah, as that would happen. Like, what in the hell? But what I'm wondering is, how did we miss this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how we missed it. That's that's not that's egg on our face, big and bad. Because there's some huge errata changes that happened here, and because we're we're hungry for turkey coming up. I'm, that's true. It, it was getting close to turkey season. <laughs> Um, what in, was... in one breath, in one breath, we have to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and in another breath, I have to say, what the fuck were you thinking? So, yeah. I mean, well, let's let's start with the first big one, Andrew, that you have been screaming to the hills <laughs> from the forest. You have been screaming we, this. We have. Well, we actually, we've we've talked about and been rather critical about terrain 
with Alpha Strike. And in this errata, I feel um, they've, they being the powers that be, really fixed two terrain features that will add back to the game. And that is first and foremost was water. Thank you so very much for making water usable again. Um, it's not without its risks, which I like a lot. I think the plus two is a little much, but um, I can understand why. Uh, I'm not going to get all nitty gritty on that because we have water back and that is spectacular. Well, explain um, what happened with water. So water, the way the way they had worded in the rule book, um, water, they grouped submerged and partially submerged into if you took damage while standing in water, you automatically received a critical hit. And that uh, we've we've played it Dumb. wrong for a long just... time. Dumb. <laughs> a long time we played it wrong. And when we did go back, reread, and, and that started to click, um, I'd gorilla the desk. I'm not going to lie. I was pissed, like, beyond. Yeah, water's it out. It made, made no sense, right? It completely eliminated water from being a usable terrain feature. And now I mean, they have... People will avoid it like the plague, and they won't use it to a benefit. Well, I mean, the nice thing there was when you're standing in level one water, you can, if you have the ability to overheat, you can overheat for free by one. Um, it costs uh, an extra inch to move through the water. Um, but the big thing that where, where this whole thing stemmed from was in classic, again, because we've always got a reference thing back to classic, <laughs> it's Alpha Strike eliminates piloting skill rolls. So when standing in water, if you took 20 points of damage, you could have the chance of falling down and falling down would be where you take the hull breach. Well, in Alpha Strike, we don't have piloting skill rolls where that fall down option is gone, right? So instead of coming out with the rule, the new rule as it is now, I think they overcorrected to, well, this is just how it's going to be. The new no. rule, the new rule is now that if you take damage, you make a skill roll plus two. And if you fail that roll, you take a crit. So the only question that I have now, because I, I don't know if it, maybe I missed it, but is that by each unit that fires at you or is that for the round? Because again, because we translate everything to classic, right? Classic, you make one piloting skill roll at the end of combat. So would that translate to Alpha Strike then too, that if I'm standing in water and I receive fire from three different units, do I make three separate crit rolls or do I make one crit roll at the end of combat, at the end of my opponent's combat phase for that unit? Do I make one? Because we relate everything to classic, I think it's one. But I think we need to hear from someone a little clarification on that um, because that's changed, right? So maybe I need to go back and reread it because with the errata, it's, hey, we, you take out this paragraph and insert this paragraph or you add this paragraph to the end of that paragraph 
it gets really confusing to try and read through the whole thing and, and get the gist of what's going on until a new printing comes out. Um, so I might have to go back over that again, just to double check. So thank you for fixing water. That was spectacular. That is going to open up the game again. The other big one that changed for us, that is, I think a very good thing is how woods are interpreted. So previously, if the, the, it was basically the question of when determining um, your two hit number, are woods involved, yes or no? If yes, plus one, right? Whether you're standing on the edge, whether you're five and a half inches in, if woods were involved, it was always a plus one to hit. It was also a plus one to hit shooting out of because woods were involved, right? So the way the new rules read now, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be interpreting this the wrong way. Um, the new rule is that if you are within two inches of the edge of the template for trees, that is no longer considered intervening terrain. It's considered occupied terrain. And the way that changes is in the two hit numbers is if I am within the two inches of the edge of the template in woods and an opponent is shooting at me, I get the plus one cover, but I do not have the plus one shooting out of the trees, which is huge because it makes that terrain now a defense. You know, I want to take trees as a defensible um bonus to myself much like we had in classic so um again big thumbs up thank you very much uh i like that a lot um i think that will you know i think that the reason that it was the way that it was to begin with was people were air quotes camping right they would get in the trees and not move and people were having a hard time with that and if you have a hard time with it go get them. You have to move them because that means that's warfare, right? Take the high ground, find the cover that you can get. And if you have no reason to move, don't move, right? Matt, Tommy, you guys are in the military. Is that, I mean, that's kind of military doctrine, is it not? That's right. There is no fairness in warfare. It's either cheat or you die. You <laughs> well, use, okay. use every strategy you can to gain the advantage. You don't want to die for your own country. You want the other poor bastard to die for theirs, quoting Patton. Fair enough. So that was a huge change as well, and I a very welcomed change. It, it fixes two very big issues that we've had for some time and have been rather vocal about. Um, thank you for listening, and thank you for making the change. It, it will enhance the game a lot in, in mine and our opinion. Um, that gives me a warm fuzzy. So I got one more have, that I want to have. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the V toll dropping of troops. Oh yes. That's a big one for you. Huge. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to channel my inner Michael Seneca <laughs> in this one. Because I feel you, brother. I feel you. <laughs> so before, 
dropping troops from an airborne unit specifically it 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 made you use the optional rule on page 160 or something that was dropping units from airborne unit blah 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 and those <laughs> you could do zip line low altitude high altitude drops and they were all bad <laughs> i mean basically coach was losing troops left and right it sucks so much because <laughs> I, I thought i had a thing right vtol and an infantry with para or or ele- elementals with jump jets yep sorry battle armor with jump jets but upon further reading of the rule and it, it was murky it was very murky with how the rules were going scatter right so you have to go back in the page look it up okay if you're going to do high altitude you got to make a got to make a roll of like eight plus which is high already in, in my book if you failed they they took damage according to your uh oh my god he's got a bowl of popcorn this is fantastic <laughs> you, you look like you guys you look can't like, see this but andrew you, you look like john stewart specifically went out and got a bowl of popcorn just for this little rant so anyway <laughs> um high altitude was if you failed your role your units took damage according to the margin of failure of your role, which is insane. Um, low altitude was uh, if they failed, they took one damage and scattered. Uh, Zipline was the only like fail-safe way to not take damage, I guess, but it, it was just, it's, it's too much. So now what they've done is high altitude, if you fail the roll, you scatter and you take one damage. Low altitude, if you fail the roll, you scatter, but you take no damage. Which, for any artillery players out there, scattering is not that big of a deal. I mean, oh no. So they usually scatter like an inch in one direction or whatever, two inches. If you're really bad at it, like way off the mark. But at least they don't take damage. So now it, it opens back up the possibility. Because I love my VTOLs. I love VTOLs. And I love infantry. And I think they're a very good uh, uh, part of, of uh, combined arms. Now, I know for the fact that if you land your VTOL and just drop your troops off normally, your VTOL still gets the TMM. So it's not super bad. But it doesn't get the plus one for being airborne. This helps a little bit to make sure your one armor, one structure VTOL doesn't just go poof. Now, <laughs> not saying flak isn't still going to take you out of the air, and it will, and it should. But um, this, this is a. Uh, I, I'm very thankful that they allowed this or made this change because it just didn't make much sense especially for a low altitude like the boys know they're jumping out of the helicopter <laughs> like yeah the wind can pick up and and toss them but they're still gonna land i mean they're trained military paratroopers or battle armored with jump jets so for them to take damage it just doesn't see it seemed a little overboard but uh anyway that was that was another big errata change that seneca and i are both did, really looking did, forward to did they also change the amount of TMM to change levels in a VTOL as well? Well, see, that we already knew about. That's, this yeah, that's is, been this a while. is weird. 
Because I knew that two inches per level got changed. It usually used, it usually was one inch per elevation change, and then they changed it to two inches. And I knew that, but how did I not see the rest of the errata? That I'm confused here. I feel like this is like a like a late night slip in, but they just kept the date the same. That's why I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, because it wasn't yeah. just skimming. Right. I, I believe me. We read, reread, and read yeah. again. <laughs> we do that a lot. <clears throat> well, and, and and also uh, just a, a little bit of a clarification because, like, on the woods piece, um, the new errata kind of has uh, two different conflicting pieces in it. Um, so it's kind of a, that that's supposedly getting sorted out, um, uh, through unofficial channels. We've heard that, but, um, they're still duking it out. <laughs> yeah. I because yeah, there's one line because they've clarified occupied versus intervening, but then the way the other parts of the rules are in there, it doesn't. It, it lumps them together, so they'll they'll get that all sorted out. The way in, I de- in the, the way I des- the way I described it though is what the goal of what they're trying to do, correct? That is the, well, that's the yeah the unofficial message that that we got. Yeah, <laughs> putting words in their mouth, but yes, <laughs> okay. I wouldn't. I don't want to be wrong. So, especially when it comes to that kind of stuff. No, that's, no, no, no. You not. No, no. First time we've been wrong. So, and and when I just wanted to point that out because somebody else is going to, you know, somebody out there is going to pull up the errata and go, wait a second, it's somebody will find it. It it Uh says exactly what Andrew was talking about, but then also under modifiers, it sounds different. So, yeah, the the word on the street, um, whether official, not official, whatever, um, but that that's going to get cleaned out in the wash. So. Let's just um, say this podcast get... was way easier when only like 30 people listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> Not wrong. So fucking fact checkers. <laughs> are we going to, are we ready to move on? Are we ready to move I, I, on to the bomb? I feel attacked. <laughs> uh... <laughs> are, are we, are we ready for the, for the stab in the back? I don't know what the bomb is. Are you talking about rear the negative damage. side of this conversation? Yeah, the real negative side of this. Should, should I'm gonna I'm gonna try and maintain I'm gonna try and try and maintain some semblance of of decor. Um, Step one: approach the soapbox. Step two: lift left leg onto a soapbox. <laughs> Step three: place other leg on top of soapbox. Step four. Command dominance. <laughs> we forgot so, megaphone. <laughs> you, you, do not you, you, do not stomp through soapbox. So so I understand. Maybe you have some further thoughts for, that you didn't uh, go over during uh, last time. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we brought this up last time. Yeah, I, you know what? We, we just really we're gonna, need to hammer it home. Two out of three ain't bad. We're gonna make it one more one more statement. Send it. Um, what the fuck were you thinking there? <laughs> oh, Aaron left. I was waiting. I said that just for him. Shit. Um, no, it's... Uh, He'll catch it up in editing. I... Disappointed is is the is the word there on the change for uh, rear damage. So 
what what has changed was uh, previously, if you did damage from the rear, you automatically got an extra point of damage. And the rule change now is that if you are shooting from the rear, you get another set of 2d6 dice to roll and get a potential damage in the back. And, and this was this was this was this was implemented because of the multiple attack rules. Um, in one respect, I can understand why. In on the other hand, though, again, because we have to relate everything to classic. Um, and a large laser, uh, AC10, PPC, a medium weight weapon hit in the rear torso did damage. I mean it you were 60% of the time rolling for a crit. That gets lost with the addition of potential damage. You took the risks to get into someone's rear arc. You've already had to make multiple die rolls to do any sort of damage. That damage should do extra, in my opinion. We have it worded in, in 350. Um, that the first damage point get uh, the first damage point dealt receives an additional. I don't understand why that was so difficult to write. Now I understand that this die ro- this extra die roll piece was added for uh, narc beacons. I think right, uh, Charles. We talked about we we kind of talked this through a little bit. Yeah, that- it it applies both ways. Well, uh, go into that both ways. Why both ways? How? Um, so any time that you would gain a damage, i.e., uh, attack to the rear, or if they have narc, if you've narked the opponent, um, you roll that extra damage. Um, because under both of those, uh, what I want to say, um, uh, uh, factors or whatever, uh, conditions there's that's the word i'm looking for um under both of those conditions it says you you do one more damage um so they went with the decision of then if you get one more damage you roll for that damage rather than it being a bonus if you do damage see and for narc that makes sense in the rear it doesn't i don't know maybe am i way off am i looking at it obtusely in that that isn't the way it should work. I think they're making it more difficult to already achieve the rear damage you're, you should have already earned to make. I, I don't know if somebody's getting too upset that they're getting hit in the back all the time because they can't move correctly or um, if they so, think it should be tougher to take rear damage, like boohoo, take your damage, learn well. That so, you shouldn't allow it, people to get in your rear arc. One. I guess because like my thought on it is again, it, it reduces variance, right? If, if if you get into their rear arc, but you're needing 11s to hit them, you aren't going to be doing two damage. You're probably going to be doing, you know, you know, if you're, if you're rolling four sets of dice, you'll probably be getting one damage. Whereas it, it makes it a little more swingy with the plus one damage when you hit, um, whether that's the the right place to reduce variance or not, I don't know. 
um, what one interesting, uh, I was speaking with, uh, somebody about it. Um, and, and they made a point of, you know, just because you get like, again, going back to classic, if you get into somebody's rear arc, you only have a 50, 50 chance of actually getting a benefit from that weapon hit. Um, because if you hit arms or legs or head, it like you could have done that from the front. It doesn't, the fact that you're behind them makes no difference. So there's only three locate or four location rolls that do give you a, a benefit. So it's a little bit more, I guess, in line that way of sometimes you do more damage. Sometimes you don't. I mean, I've, I've, I remember very specifically one game where I had a, a Blackhawk prime behind a di a Daishi and I lit him up with 70 damage from my, uh, ER mediums and I didn't breach rear armor because I hit him in the arms and legs the whole time. So it happens, you know? Uh -huh. um, yeah. Right. But, but uh, this, but this feels like, this feels like one of the game mechanics that should be specific to alpha strike where instead, instead of always having to make this translation to classic, in my opinion, where way I look at it is this feels more of an alpha strike thing than having to match classic. If that makes any sense. It's a unique feature of alpha strike. Okay. Yes. I guess well, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let it be then. I'll let it be. <laughs> well, no, but, but it's, but that's the, the, the departure point, right? Like where, where do you draw the line of this is alpha strike and how it's different than, um, than classic. And we've been trying to preach, like, stop making Alpha Strike classic. And that's where I'm coming from, is is that that the reason that this was done is the math that, that you just described, Charles. This feels like a function, or it should be a game mechanic, specific to Alpha Strike. In yeah, my I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I see, I see both sides on this one. Um, I, 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 like kind of conversely going back to the the water i feel like that's that's a step where we're adding complexity to alpha strike where it generally isn't you know we generally don't have piloting checks um so then water adds a complexity that wasn't there so i, I don't know like where where do we make it smooth well, uh, where do we make it more complicated i i don't that, know but that one that one sorry that argument loses because we have bogged down rules same same situation applies yeah no well I, and i mean because there is precedence for it in alpha strike right like i'm not saying there isn't uh, it's just a, a a picking and choosing you know it's always a hard spot to know like is this does does the added complexity make the adding up is it worth the depth it adds to the gameplay does it make the does it make the game better that's where right. i always fall on yep. does it make the game better and in this one, I mean, if, I don't know. I, I I like rewarding players for manipulating the fact that they have. I mean, this is gonna hurt faster moving units because there that was the reason to take fast moving units. Is you're like, hey, they only have a one for a short range damage. I mean, uh, to bring. Uh, sorry for harping on Seneca, but in the in the um, at at the battle barn. He had two rippers that has zero star 
and got them in rear arcs, rolled the, the single damage, and got the extra damage because he was in the rear arc. Now, does that make sense? I, I like to reward that, but would a Ripper do two points of damage to a mech? I, I, I see both sides. I'm just thinking it's just easier for a player to remember, oh, I'm in your rear arc, I do plus one damage. Instead of rolling another set of dice, and I don't know, maybe, maybe we're Maybe it's just how Catalyst wants to do it, and we're just fucking get on, that don't, get on board. Even, don't like change. <laughs> even a machine gun can hurt a mech. Right. If you hit it in the head or a certain place. One plate the, from the, a machine gun can the, blow the a mech. Thing is, the thing is, you have that variable of chance. Yeah, and, and basically all you're doing is you're telling Re- them you... Rewarding to, the chance. You're rewarding the chance, but now we're, you're, you're still rewarding the chance. It's just not that rewarding. <laughs> right it's like if if i think if you if this was a whole nother level of possibility with another role it doesn't make it as sweet it doesn't make it right why would i want to take light mech son part of me feels like the old man doesn't like change and the other part of me is saying like i don't know if this is going to make that big of a difference well and who just, knows yeah. the motivation why they changed yeah. that um, it just but feels they bad. need they need to they need to test it. They need to R and D the living crap out of it, right? And make it right. Because why keep changing it six, seven, eight, nine, ten times and reprinting books when you should just do it the first time the right way? I don't I don't see the reason for the change. Yeah, but I'm also not in the inner circles and have talked about this. So well, well and, and to be completely honest because it's not necessarily a a rules change it's a rules clarification it's different than what we came up with sure but they 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 never said roll roll, they never said to do it the way we do it they said you get plus one damage and never said how to do plus one damage so this is a rules clarification of them saying this is how to do it and no in the rules you add an additional damage for any damage done in the rear when we added we added that language. We added that language because of the multiple hits roll. Because oh. in standard in standard Alpha Strike, you made the one die oh. roll. If you hit, you did all the damage plus one for being in the rear. Okay. So we translated that because the multiple die roll for for each hit point was still something new as we started doing the three fifty tournament. Which is why we did the language that we did for giving the one in the dam- one in the I rear. still forget people play Alpha Strike by the actual rules where it's like one dice roll for all the damage. All or nothing. Wow. <laughs> Hard pass, dog. Yeah, I just I wouldn't even want to play it that way. I don't know why that's a rule. <laughs> I don't know well, why that's so so I guess the this uh put a bow on it. Um, I appreciate the fact that they are putting attention on the multiple attack rules and going through and how to marry that to all the different standard rules, because before it was us trying to make stuff up to make it make sense. So I, I appreciate that the powers that be are looking at it and going, Hey, you know what? There's a lot of people playing this way. We need to make sure that we spell it out so we don't end up with. 50 different people playing it 50 different ways and then those 50 people can't interact because they're going to be playing different games yeah so okay i'm going to switch sides now that i now that i've actually talked through it 
Give me an advocate. Nice. I think I'm actually for the extra dice roll. <laughs> okay. I mean, Sell I'm sorry, it. but I keep forgetting that people still play Alpha Strike by like all or nothing rolls, which is fucking barbaric if you ask me. Well, <laughs> yeah, watching <laughs> watching watching a tournament like a championship the, tournament. He's not being, Watching a champion tournament and watch one player just get wiped off the map <laughs> at like the second turn is just like he didn't even move. So he got destroyed. Like that that's not fun at all. If you guys are playing that way, stop. Just stop. It's not well, fun. Well, find a just make sure it's just make where you where you, there, sure when, you when you do play, make sure it's fun. Okay. Just fucking take the all or nothing rule out. Just <clears throat> eliminate that so people don't even have the option of playing the stupid way. If you want to play I win, I I I wouldn't want to come to that place. Oh. <laughs> I just got a bad ugh. please don't play that way. If you're playing Elf Strike, don't play that way. <laughs> We should we should find out the paragraph and page number. Just be like, take an take a marker and just X that out. Make shirts, circle, multiple, <laughs> multiple the uh, variable damage. I stand with not all or nothing. <laughs> but remember, here at Wolfnet Radio Podcast, we encourage people to play however makes them happy, <laughs> even if it's wrong. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Gideon. He was in the car for a long time today. It's, it's been a long week. It's been well, a really long you know, week. You know, some people buy the box set and they don't have all these extra, you know, variable rules and different things. So they just don't know better. It's, it's, oh, I know, help, helping the community be educated and helping them figure out what's going on too. And, yeah, and then well, helping us too. It's, it's a two way street. It's really well, good. One, if I mean, if I was playing a galaxy versus a regiment game, I would totally be playing the standard rules. I, I <laughs> like let's get units off okay. the board. You All know, right. let's just make it happen. But yeah, if you're trying to play like I don't know, lance to company sized against each other, I feel like it. Yeah, multiple attack rolls is me personally the way to go. But if you want to make it real fast. That's the way to make it real fast. She's a complex bitch. Well, and that comes down to your allotted time to play too. Yeah, you have, you can't just jump on the board and we're gonna do whatever we do. Like we're not gonna plan anything, and it's gonna not even finish. Or one person's gonna end up crying and walking away. The the more you plan, the more you have fun. The the better off it's organized. And I'll tell you what, we here at Wolfnet have done a very good job at trying to play by the rules that Catalyst Game Labs have put forth. I mean, we played the dumbass water rules and the dumbass woods rules and the dumb... <laughs> and we played that way. And we played it. We didn't like it. And you all know that. Now, thankfully, they changed it. So um, we'll play the rear damage rules as written. and. Maybe a couple of games in, we'll we'll <laughs> stop playing. We'll give you the double bird. <laughs> so it's be, like, it's be like I refuse to shoot people in the back now. <laughs> I, I get, I get, I get why it just feels wrong because it it feels because we're doing the multiple attack rolls. It feels like you're getting an extra weapon. 
where you're getting an extra attack just for where you are in position. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get the math. I get the reasons. It just feels wrong. <laughs> the math. It felt so, really cool when you connected it with like one shot. And you're like, yeah, that went right into the center torso and it went into critical, baby. But, oh well. well should we take a little right. short break here? A break? <laughs> what else we got? Under the errata rules, or we gotta get history briefs in here. Yeah, have we had a history brief already? This is the new. This is the new month. We this is for December, on. isn't it? Yeah, we're gonna have to take a break. All right. This history brief brought to you uh, by Aries Games and Miniatures with ours truly, Charles Gideon Dirks. On this episode of Wolfnet History Briefs, where do we go when we disappear? Hello Wolfnet, and welcome to this installment of Wolfnet History Briefs, where we look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Let's go. Several months ago, we covered the first faster-than-light traveler, and today we return to the FTL capability of jump ships, though with a much different focus. Where the Deimos project was a success, we're going to look at the mystery of what happens when it goes wrong. An event summarily known as a misjump. Now, this being an examination of historical events, and not a physics lecture, we'll skip the hows and whys, and go to the who and when. First, though, we must define what it is we are speaking of when we use the word misjump. Some people use the word as a nebulous term that catches any of several different phenomena. Included could be the numerous jump ships that disastrously found the Fortress Republic's so-called wall, where the ships would be sent to their point of origin, the ships would be destroyed, and the crews totally lost. Another form of misjump is best exemplified by the FCS Cantaras at the Battle of New Avalon during the Fedcom Civil War. Activating a Kearney Fichita drive near other KF drives goes poorly for everyone in proximity to the activating drive, though no ship completes a jump. You're simply left with multiple ships and various levels of destruction. Perhaps the rarest of all events which might be referred to as a misjump occurred during the invasion of Terra at the tail end of the Ameris Civil War. The SLS Richardson, a transport, and the SLS Mississippi Queen, a warship, both jumped into the same space at the same time. A truly mind-boggling occurrence considering the vast amount of empty space, even in a designated assault area. The result was that both ships exploded as their hulls, bulkheads, and crews tried to fill the same spot. But of all the different occurrences that can be labeled as a misjump, today we look at perhaps one of the most curious. On the 7th of November, 3056, a Scout-class jump ship named Teledyne, decoupled from the space station above the Salford system in the Draconis Combine, and simply jumped out of existence. Now, there are numerous possibilities to explain what happened. Many point to the fact that the Teledyne had been commandeered by a Dest officer to transport a lance of mercenaries and use this to explain the disappearance. While a covert mission may explain a short period of falling off the grid, it does not account for decades of a vanished jump ship. Another possibility often mentioned is that the Telendine emerged from its jump between systems. Such occurrences aren't unheard of and are the cause of sweaty palms of navigators across known space. 
in the depths of space and without a nearby star to recharge the KF drive through the jump sail. Charging the drive from the fusion reactor would be the only, if suboptimal, option. Couple a jump like this with any sort of mechanical failure, and you have a recipe for a lost cause. A lost cause, perhaps, but the furthest a jump ship can travel in a single jump is 30 light years. And in the decades since the Telendine's jump, no messages have been received at Salford, even though a distress signal would have taken at longest 30 years to reach them. The same is true of any of the other nearby systems. Now, those of you who are interested in the more taboo technologies might know that the 30 light year limit per jump is theoretically a false limit. Blakus reportedly knew how to jump much farther, but the Telendine incident occurred several years before any Blakus were putting a technique like that into use, though it does set a precedent for the possibility that they may have jumped a great deal farther than they intended. So the question remains, where is the Telendine? Interestingly, a similar incident occurred at the same jump point on the 23rd of November 2510 when the Raiden, a Leviathan-class jump ship loaded with a DCMS tank battalion, also vanished. Maybe, wherever the Raiden disappeared to, the Telendine joined her. Imagine the 500 years of histories the crew could share with each other. Perhaps they even found a habitable planet out there, one with fauna and flora we could never imagine. And maybe, just maybe, in that strange country, far away from the trappings of the great houses and clans, they might have found peace. Though admittedly, that sounds like a fever dream fueled by an unhealthy amount of optimism. This is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. Hey, thanks for rejoining us. This is the History Brief with Charles Gideon Dirks, brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures. Welcome back. Uh, talking about events, recent battles, upcoming very soon, we have the Curl Sisters at Go-Go on the 4th of December. Is that correct? That is correct. Here in Minneapolis. What's that? My wife thought it was the eleventh. Whoops. No, it's it's this weekend. Yeah. It's birthday I, weekend. I corrected her. <laughs> Whose birthday? She can never remember my birthday anyway, so uh Are you gonna bring the big light again? No, feel, we don't need the big light again. I feel like I should just bring it along. Like maybe that could be the trophy. The traveling trophy. Oh. I need to get a trophy done yet. Oh, you fuck. get a, you, you mentioned get, that. You hey, get a fifty pound light. Hey, do you need a trophy? Uh, if you've got something done that isn't real overly special to you, yeah, we could use a trophy. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I feel like the winner should get a tattoo says Kroll Sisters a go go, <laughs> and then they're the the year they want it. So Goolsby, just letting you know. I'm pretty he sure can we start can stacking them on his arm. We can start stacking them. Start stacking them on his Yearly tab tabules. <laughs> hey, so here's the deal, though. I mean, the fun thing about Crawl Sisters a Go Go. First, it's our birthday. Aaron and I's birthday are two days apart, so this became the thing that we're doing every year now, um, for two years. <laughs> this marks one year ago, um, where we started running organized tournaments. And we Holy have shit, ran it's been a year. 
It's only been a year. Only the amount, the number of tournaments that we've ran. It has only been one year. And how many I'll tournaments bet. have we had? A lot. I want to say ten or twelve. Because we'll have go go twice, rumble on the river. Uh, well, I had barn. I had I had four tournaments here in Minneapolis that you guys weren't here. We've so gone to like, GarageCon one, two, and three. I think. Let's let's just yep. put it in double digits. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. So it's it's been fun, and I'm excited to keep going. Um, so I think we've got we have 16 players for Curl Sisters a Go Go. Um, we are going to be at Game Center. Uh, we didn't have to spend the money to be there. Um, Tony, uh, the the GM up there, uh, said that he'd just reserve a bunch of tables for us so we can play in the general gaming area. So we've got concessions and beer and everything else right on hand. Oh. It should be a great time. So I got to give note to myself. I got to give him a call tomorrow and double check uh, Wi-Fi. But we should be we should be good to go. I got the new neoprene mats. There, I finished cutting them tonight. Um, I got to get them, uh, uh, put the little dots uh, where the stuff is at, but we should be good to go. It'll be oh, a lot. Of, it should be fun. In tradition, you're going to start printing the trophy the night of, right? <laughs> I have I have a resin printer now instead of doing FDM, so I know I could get that thing out in one day. <laughs> Easy. So, I won't, right, right I won't when be, the tournament, right when the I tournament ends, it it'll be coming out on the team. You mean, I won't you, be painting and assembling the trophy while people are playing. When we hand it to the winner, we're, gonna, we're not going to have to tell them, don't touch the top part. Don't it's touch the wet. top, it's still wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose I should make that microphone again and keep the tradition going. I would. I mean, why I'll, not? I'll get that done. I'll it's get it done. dumbest sounding <laughs> tournament ever. I mean, Crawl Sisters a go-go. Uh, that was you, by the way. I, you well, came up the, with that. The Crawl Sisters is a time-honored tradition, and time a honored. I don't know where the hell that came from, but just make it a different design for the, just, uh, the microphone. Oh, make it a shit. Make it a slim one this time. No, I I don't have the nameplate. I had, I had to order the nameplate, and I'm not going to rush that. So uh, I'll get the nameplate made, and we'll get it sent out to the person later, and they can. Blew it on, but I'll get the I'll get the trophy made again. I mean, Google's Sean gonna probably be, Sean's gonna win it again anyway. So. Be pissed if it's not an what? exact replica of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Sean, because I'm playing this year, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're you're commentating. A crow is playing. I know, right? In the go go. Who's commentating? My blow. You are. You are. Ooh. <sighs> You get the airwaves, buddy. I set the bar pretty high at Battle Barn, just letting you know. All right, so that I think we can wrap Curl Sisters a go go. That's it's in a that'll be this Saturday, this coming Saturday. This it Saturday. all depends on how fast Aaron gets this podcast out on whether we are before the Curl Sisters a go go or after Curl Sisters a go go. We've already had two episodes in November. I'll save this one for. Well, it'll drop Wednesday. All right, good. You heard it. I'm, I'm not very drunk this episode, so it should be pretty easy to edit. <laughs> the last one was pretty rough. Yeah. All well, right. What's up? What's next? Uh, we got the, battle for the inner sphere. 
Yeah, Battle for the Inner Sphere. That is a uh, tournament put on by the uh, Colorado Springs BattleTech Group. Um, so the that will be the 11th of December in Castle Rock, Colorado. If you are in Colorado and listen to the podcast, thank you. Um, but also, I thought I was going to. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> you better get a plane ticket, sir. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so it's on, uh, yeah, the 11th, um, check-in is at 10, um, play till 7 at Inconceivable Games in Castle Rock. Um, it's very beginner-friendly. The uh, fellows have put a lot of work into making it as uh, simple and straightforward for everybody, but, I mean, it's still Alpha, alpha Strikes, so... Um, it's going to still be all the strategy and tactics and everything. So it's a, it's kind of like Wolfnet 350 light rules, which I think is a really fun uh, niche for, for somebody to take the rules in. Also, I think it will be an interesting data point because they are playing in clan invasion era and everybody has to pick a faction. So it will be very interesting to see how the uh, faction era thing lines up. So, um, I'm, what faction and era are you gonna play with? Well, it's got to be Clan Invasion. So, um, that he's streaming, push- and commentating. He can't play. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I I am I exile. Am a, a strong maybe ongoing. I don't like to say I'm gonna be there and then not be able to pull it off, but I don't <laughs> see anything stopping me right now. Um, but that's two weeks away. Who knows what can happen? Um, so yeah, my Republic of the Sphere and Grey Death are both out because they both use a lot of later stuff. My Wolf and Exile, I can adjust, uh, just swapping out a couple, uh, variants and stuff to make it a uh, clan invasion instead of Jihad. So, um, it will be Wolf and Exile. Um, and also my Wolf and Exile is very straightforward, fun, stompy, just you know, march forward and destroy them before they can destroy me type list. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, how that fares against everybody else. But, um, I, I haven't been able to get any games in with the group out here. Um, so I think it'll probably be a fun way to meet everybody and all that stuff. So I'm really pulling for it, but, uh, yeah, I think that's the whole, whole pitch on that. So if you're in Colorado, uh, join the Colorado Battletech Facebook group and sign up they already have, I I want to say something like eighteen people signed up. So, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good turnout. Damn, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, Castle Rock's between the Springs and Denver, so we got a couple pretty major metropolitan areas here. So, yeah, uh, rope some people in. Awesome, right on. Uh, next, we got the heat level critical for Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah, February twenty uh... sixth. Uh, I'm, next I'm year, right? Really, ex- yep. I'm really excited to, to say that we are committed. Uh, plane tickets are bought. Hopefully, we have a place to stay. That that's on Aaron. So, oh shit, I gotta get on that. <laughs> but, um, but we are we're, we're headed to Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, February 26th uh, for a uh, Wolfnet 350 sponsored tournament at Critical Hits Games. Uh, We'll probably start around 1030 on Saturday. So uh, if you're in the area or you can make it down, um, email me at WNRP at WolfStragoons.com so I can get you on the list. 
and uh, that way I can get an email email chain generated so I can communicate with everyone and, and uh, make sure that everyone's on the same page. Um, <clears throat> God, it'd be nice to go to Florida right now. What are you talking about? There's no snow on the air. It was 45 degrees today. February, it's going to be nice to go to Florida. Yeah, but there's a beach. There's a beach, right? Uh, it's Tampa. Eh. I've passed out on better beaches. I'm going to be in Arizona during the during Christmas. So. See, we're all going to be warm. I doubt Except for Gideon. That's why we're wearing beards. Well, Tommy's going to shave. Um, anyways... So uh, next we got some of the really late stories from Secret Santas of last year in February. I didn't get shit, so fuck you guys. You didn't yeah. get Secret Santa? Did you, did you give one away? I didn't sign up either, so. Well, you don't, weigh, you don't weigh in, you don't wrestle. I thought it was important enough to just be like, Secret santa It's just like the lottery. You can't win if you don't play. <laughs> you can't win if you don't play, baby. Yeah, just, just, so uh, to get the listeners all up to speed, uh, we are all doing uh, Secret Santa with each other, and I uh, and Mister Brute. Um, so we're all coming up with stuff for each other. So we were just talking about what kind of deadline we're looking at, and then we realized that there's been some deadlines that uh, are still outstanding from last year. Still pending. <laughs> they're, they're still pending. From last year, yeah, I'm I'm a horrible person. Wow, <laughs> it's okay. Well, I've uh, I'm I'm gonna admit to my because I've given my secret Santa gift in February. Um, well, don't say who it is. Then it's not a secret. I already gave it to him. So oh, you gave it to him in February. I gave it to him in February. There's nothing for there. for this secret Santa no. last year. Oh, last year. So You're talking about the future, coach. We have till February. If you go by Andrew's rule, yeah, he has no clue what's going on right now. If we go by Andrew's, we have till 2023. Yeah, are you sure that was your last beer? It's gonna be my last beer. I'm uh, well, I, I am. I'm still shooting by the end of the year to have it have mine sent off. So I mean, I just have to put yours together and or someone's together and paint it. That's all I have to do. I've I've got one already assembled. It's based. It's drilled, pinned. All I need to do is paint it, seal it, and send it. I got a great idea for Brute. Oh yeah! Oh, oh tell oh, him. Repaint. Come on, it's secret. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. It's it's just Brute. You're not allowed to listen to this episode. I, I, no, I'm not. I didn't even say what it was. Yeah, Brute, <laughs> Brute if you're listening, go back in time 30 seconds and plug yeah. your ears. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> anyway, hey, maybe next year we'll do a Secret Santa with all of our Patreon members. Oh, <gasps> that would be fun. That could be fun. That we could do that. Uh, <clears throat> so, since it's going to be the uh, Christmas season coming up, um, what is it? Miniatures by Amelia was doing some uh, ornaments. Mm-hmm. What was mm-hmm. Yeah, she always does. Yeah. Those are gorgeous. She had a battle master uh, painted in snow. And occasionally we've done ornaments on the tree for Wolfnet. Maybe, maybe we should have like an ornament contest. Yep. That sounds fun. Um, I like how you put the maybe in front of that. So if we, do, we don't do it, 
He said maybe. Maybe. But it would be <laughs> how about this? It would be cool to see some battletech ornaments on the trees this year. So oh send, yes, send your place. send your pictures of battletech ornaments you made for your Christmas tree. We can announce it on the next uh next By the way, podcast or the podcast after well, post those on the Wolfnet Facebook group. And by the way, we are 49 members away from hitting the 1K mark on the Wolfnet Radio Facebook page. Whoa. Which is fucking crazy. (laughs) That's (laughs) mind-blowing. Not gonna lie. That's insane. There have been a lot of additions lately. 49 members. 49 members away. I think we can do it by Christmas. I think we can hit that in a month for sure. I think we can hit that by Christmas. That means right. we have to start talking about some sort of like celebration for 1,000 Facebook members. Ooh. Um, what, what have we been doing for like... Um, podcast Live Naked. What have we been doing to Patreon? No, we've already oh. done the Podcast Naked. I don't want to talk about the Patreon because that is another area that I have been neglecting. <laughs> I think when we hit 1,000 Facebook members, Tommy has to shave his whole head. I did that already this summer. Yeah. No, we're like everything. <laughs> everything. You can't do Tommy because he shaves right. Who doesn't want to lose their hair? No, fuck that. No. Oh, I was on one. We'll make Coach shave his face. No, better yet, let's <laughs> not shave his face. I think he has a full beard right now, but I'd have to use him. You guys just can't see it. Have Coach not shave for like a half a year. Maybe we should no, leave. He's, he's doing that right now. Maybe we should leave it up to the Facebook members to next podcast. Mm-mm. They got great we, imaginations. Oh, I don't no, yeah, do that. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Have you seen TNF ideas? We're not. Just breaking the surface. We just we just have to have a comment section that we'll scroll through and we'll pick one. Hmm. I mean, no, I, I think we should. Uh, I I, I respect. Kind of... I respect our members way too much to give them that kind of power. <laughs> No, maybe, maybe though. Yeah, if if they have any fun ideas, go ahead and throw them our way. But e? not committing that we're going to pick one because, yeah, knowing our <laughs> members, they will they will only suggest one really horrible option, and everybody else is be like radio silence. Mm. Like, no, that's that's well, too wonderful and horrible. They will make them pick that one. They don't get to so, <laughs> They will unite. They just offer up the option of what we do if we hit one thousand members. We pick and, it. And we may not pick it. We may have to come up with something on our own. Oh, yeah. Maybe I mean, a picture I'm, of Gideon. Out of 1,000 people, <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody's like got a good idea that we apparently can't come up with right now. So A, a picture of Gideon. Oh, with not with just getting you guys hiding. along with it is the, is the problem. They're going to listen to the episode. They're going to they're gonna put it in the comments anyway. So Now we just need Catalyst to listen to the episode. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen. That was smooth. Whoa. That was Whoa. smooth. That was because I'm Zimba! still 
I'm still reading this. Apparently, none of them listened to the last episode. Possibly Megamec format. Even on YouTube, podcast host versus Brent, Ray, Aaron, Cahill, and possibly John Helfer's. We can listen. What if? What if the listeners build the next challenge if they don't respond to the challenge? Oh, wouldn't that be awesome if that's what we could do for 1,000 Facebook members is have a that, face-off with Catalyst? That would be so fun. That would be Turkina. we got to get them to show up <laughs> on the table first, though. Well, for anybody over at CGL who's listening, we're almost at 1,000 members on Facebook. Help us out. Maybe if I send somebody like a bucket of um, Fireball, maybe they'll get some... No, oh, they're kegs now. <laughs> well, buckets like you can distribute it. Maybe if we maybe if have you gotten one of those yet? I picked up one for the last event what's, that was on. What's that what's that Mariah Carey song that for Christmas? The one that everyone listens to. Uh, All I want for Christmas is All you? for Christmas. I think Brent Evans should sing that in a Santa <laughs> outfit if we hit one thousand members. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, we're really good at volunteering other people, aren't we? Lip sync. That would be awesome. Well, we're getting tired of volunteering ourselves for challenges. I don't actually want to hear Brent sing, but he can lip sing it. Just just the chorus. Just the chorus, buddy. That's all we're asking for. See how red. That'd be funny. Um, Anyway. So, moving along. uh, Sick call list. We have uh, Mr. Uncle Mark Stone's tippet. He's got a couple weeks left of, of holding strong for his uh, illness. Uh, so we're, I just talked to him today and he's doing, he's doing really well. Um, hoping to pass some stones and uh, just keep them in our uh, hearts and minds. And uh, hopefully that passes well. Mark, if you're listening, save the stones and use them as terrain on your bases. Damn. I- I was going to suggest bad. using for uh, mixing, right. mixing, mixing bearings for his paint. Nope, fuck yes. that. <laughs> Put them on your Thunderhawk base and just be like, and just like the foot stopping down on. <laughs> Man, listening oh. to you guys suddenly, I I'm not so scared of what the rest of the members would come up with for bad that ideas because you guys are coming up with some really you bad have, ideas right no now. Idea. That is next level. I'm just going to say that's next level. We're just getting started. See that terrain there? It came out of me, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, he's gonna laugh so hard at that it's gonna hurt. Maybe it maybe it'll help him pass. <laughs> he, he 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 did say today that he was he was he was wished he could drink a beer, but it wouldn't help. No, well, probably not. Keep pushing those fluids, buddy. Uh shout outs unless you guys got anything left. Are all the soap boxes put away? I think so. Yeah. At least for now. All right. I'll be good shout for out. now. Andrew. I will. Uh, I got a first. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, uh, someone who has uh, allowed an individual to join us on many of adventure. Um, it is Shay Garzolini's birthday today. We are recording on the 28th Sunday. And it is her birthday today, so I'd like to say happy birthday to Miss Garzolini. Mario, happy birthday! Go get your wife so she can listen to, to it. You. 
Happy birthday. If you guys are wondering why there's an odd silence there, I cut Matt's singing out. <laughs> you did? I have, <laughs> yeah, she, I, I have never met her, but she must be a saint. Yes. yes. Oh my god. I goodness. agree. She has to put up with his ass. And she chose to. I mean, that's that's just that's just angelic in and of itself. We think so. <laughs> I mean, it, it could have been an arranged marriage. Yeah. Uh, they are from Illinois, so I mean, she, she could be doing she things. She short end of the stick, <laughs> or actually, <laughs> the big end of the stick. So, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Uh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! My uh, my last shout out. I got to give a shout out to the Florida guys. Um, Ronald, Tony, Jonathan, Bradley, Stefan, and Jose, uh, they busted my balls all day today on questions for 350 and can we do this and can we do that? <laughs> and I want to do this, but Come I want to do that. And it's just, damn. Um, keep up the questions, guys. We're excited to come down. Um, looking forward to that event. Um, They're doing a lot to make sure that that'll be successful. So um, we're looking forward to it. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Those are my shout outs. Pretty easy this week, this month. <laughs> uh, next, since I'm in the shout out order and I actually have shout outs, uh, one shout out is to the Mech Bay podcast. One for doing an excellent, excellent tournament breakdown of uh, the Southern Assault uh, tournament. Um, if you guys haven't checked out the, uh, the Mech Bay podcast, do that. Uh, it's awesome. They do uh, a very, very good job. Uh, top-notch quality. Um, they shouted out our uh, uh, Florida tournament at the end of their, their podcast. So thank you very much for doing that. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, On the Origins of Battlemex. Uh, they are another phenomenal uh, podcast. Go check them out because I just saw their, their uh, uh, newest episode. Just go check them out. So Mech Bay and On the Origins of Battle Mech. Uh, O-Tubes, as we like to call them for short. Um, I have a giant apology I have to do. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. So I have been making false claims for like the last couple of months when it comes to the Wolfnet Regiment, saying that I'm going to try to get things together and do this and do that. And that's one. that's been one of the staples of wolfnet is been our regiment and our discord channel and mostly our campaigns and uh mega mech stuff that we do um i have had probably the worst six months of real life hell for myself when it comes to business wise life wise all this other stuff and um i know it's an easy cop out to say yeah real life's getting me down um believe me in the back of my head every single day it's like do something for the wolfnet regiment get something out there put something together and every day it's like something just gets in my way and i can't get it done so i have a huge huge apology to everyone in the regiment i am sorry like to the depths of my ability to say sorry because 
I am letting everyone down right now, and it sucks, and I hate myself for it. Um, I, I'm going to say, again, like I've always said, in the next month and a half, I'm hoping I'm nearing the end of my crappy business life tunnel that I can devote some time. I have some ideas on paper that hopefully January we can kickstart this whole thing back up. Um, but I just I feel like shit every day because I can't devote at least like an hour to you guys or this and that. And I, I know I see you guys as posts every once in a while that are just like, hey, what about this? What about this? And I'm like ready to type something. And it, it literally is like karma is just drawing me away. But um, I haven't forgot about you guys. I love the regiment. It's it's one of the favoriteest things I have about this whole thing in Wolfnet that we do. Um, thank you so much to the guys that are keeping it going. The Tuesday Night Fight guys. Um, I mean, Chandler and Eden and and uh, Kaji and and uh, I'm missing everyone. I, I know I am. Um, Sharn Todd. Sharn, yeah, just shout them out if you if you know who I'm missing. Dave. Yeah, yeah Dave Brute. Yeah, Mario. All them guys. Yeah, it's see, I, I I can't even fucking think of everybody right now because I'm just distraught. But uh, I'm sorry. I'm really really sorry. I am. Uh, I'm. I kick myself in the ass every day. I'm really 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 gonna try for January. I'm not even going to say this month or the next week. January, um, I have an idea uh, that hopefully we can like, because I know new members are coming in too. And I feel bad because I used to be there for the new members and I'm not. And it sucks. So hey, I'm going to add to your plate then too, because we need to get a 1.2 release of the 350 rules done too. I'm waiting to go yeah. over that with you. There's There's another <laughs> one. So, uh, again, I, I'm just going to apologize to all of Wolfnet. I'm not being the colonel that I should be. Um, I'm trying, but uh, I need till January. And if I, if I can't get it done by January, then I, I need to rethink a lot of things. So, that's, that's me. So, Tommy. Um, well... I haven't played a lot of BattleTech lately. <laughs> Have you been busy? We've tried. <laughs> I I this last week was my first full week back of not going out to Minnesota. So and that's going to be a starting trend as well. Kind of kind of similar situation as a coach over there busy life. So, um but I'd like to shout out to just all the patrons, all the fans, everybody. It's awesome. Things are going awesome. So Turkina. Turkina. Oh crap, I even screwed it up myself. <laughs> you screwed up your own He's saying. He's saying. <laughs> screwed up screwed up my own saying. <laughs> Turkina. That's <laughs> right. okay. It's a Turkina ride, so um thanks to everybody. Fans, I mean, it, without you guys, it's just us five talking in a room. 
looking at each other like, wow. Very true. <laughs> I like the way you say wow. Like, the five wow, Andrew, really... other is like, bang. <laughs> oh, wow, Andrew, you really let yourself go. <laughs> Charles. Uh, I start mine off with uh david alex and mike over at the colorado springs battletech group um as i mentioned before they are putting on the battle for the inner sphere um i mean i i've been seeing a little bit of their back and forth and stuff which i know is just a tiny little fraction of them trying to get this event all sorted and put together they are putting a lot of effort into this um so i i just I'm really happy to see somebody pick up the Wolfnet 350 rules and run with it to make it fit to their event and make it something special and unique for what they're wanting to do. And I know, I mean, the five of us sitting around talking about how to make the Wolfnet 350 rules, I understand your pain of every little tweak, every little idea, every thought of a change. It, it's, a, it, it's a rabbit hole, so uh, good on you guys for going down all those rabbit holes um uh uh kind of echoing uh uh coach and tommy uh our discord everybody over there i've been uh it, it has been my uh, i guess place of solace a lot um at the end of a day being able to jump in there and have good conversations with people a lot of you know people with positive attitudes and wanting to you know just just talk um about whatever BattleTech. Also, we've had a few new members um, jump into the BattleTech. People who either haven't been around since you know the mid '90s or are brand new, um, and that I swear that is where our community really shines. Answering all sorts of questions about gameplay, about the the universe, lore, like all that stuff. Um, I mean, our, our Discord's great, um, and to tag onto that, I remember remembered who I was talking to who was breaking down the numbers for me because I wasn't smart enough to figure that out on myself about the whole uh rear shot thing so Kaji thank you man because yeah that was you uh you're smarter than I am um and uh last but not least uh Ken Coleman um Battletech artist great guy um got got into conversation with him uh online and stuff and I just really appreciate everything you're doing for the community you're your uh, shrapnel covers and everything are have been amazing and i don't even know if you actually listen to the show or if you just hang out in our facebook group but uh <laughs> if you do listen this is my uh my humble and sincere thanks for everything you do for the the the, the line the art i mean i i really when i say i i feel like your art pushes the uh uh kind of what can be done for giant stompy mechs uh in art i i really do appreciate what you're doing man maybe we'll just put his name as the title so he absolutely listens to this episode <laughs> hey ken listen to this ken listen to this <laughs> fuck it i'm gonna do it <laughs> it's just just too funny can i say all one right more thing good tommy uh, I, I like to thank you for everybody to not uh, argue about bases anymore. Thank you. <laughs> Why did you open that door? Why? It was shut. Somebody's, 
Somebody's going to run through that bitch. <laughs> uh, Tommy's through the pot, Kruger. We got a new call sign for you. <laughs> Potster. God damn it. Matt. A uh, couple days ago, I had a great uh, ruck march with a bunch of fellow veterans um, from Connect Stadium to Lincoln, Nebraska. We run the ball in the Old Glory. Um, about 22 mile legs and it's over 300 miles. So we had a lot of fun, um, putting, uh, boot down after boot, uh, growing some blisters, having a lot of good laughs and covering across the state. And thanks to all the veterans out there doing that stuff, uh, for suicide awareness, uh, the things they carry, uh, the veteran crisis line number is 1-800-273-8255. And if you're in need, just call. All you got to do is call. And we wish you, we wish you a, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a, a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow and have, have a nice evening. If you want to find more information, is yeah, we gotta go through the information. <laughs> <laughs> Questions, comments, oh. concerns can be directed at WNRP at WolfStrayGoons.com or the Rewind. YouTube channel, Discord, Patreon, or Facebook. <laughs> Oops. I, I, I feel like we should just record that. We can just plug that same thing in. I know, it stays. Episode. It stays. Edit. <laughs> and wait for it. Woof.